Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome once again to another episode of the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio, WJON. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you I'm super excited, super excited on this episode, as all episodes, but this one here is very special to me, and you'll see why in a little while. But before we get started, let me just say we are in the last throes of 2022. This is our last show until the new year. So we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to chop it up. We're going to cut it up. And we're just going to have a good time with our guests who will announce a little in a little while. They'll be coming on, joining us. And um, let me just say to everybody out there, man, I hope everything is, is good with your holidays. And I hope that you've enjoyed yourself up until this point. There's a lot of things going on. Just be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Have a good time. we got a new year coming up. Time, time is flying, y'all. Time is flying. Look around, 2023 is on its way. What are your plans? What do you plan on doing? What's your resolutions? Has 2022 been good to you? But we'll talk about that in a little while. I'd like to introduce my co-host to you. Comedian Tattletales in the building. What's going on, brother? <laughs> How you feeling tonight on December 27th? Two days after the big 25. Was Santa good to you this year? What you get for Christmas, Les? What you get for Christmas, Ray? What y'all get? What y'all get? What y'all get? You better tell everybody. You get a sleigh. You get a GI Joe. What you get? It's all good. Welcome, brother. And then our mother co-host, producer the show, my man RFC, Ray Gaviano, the Wizard. What's going on, brother? The Wizard RFC is in the house, post Christmas blues, so to speak. Uh oh, blues. <laughs> well, you know the, the the holiday is over. A lot of people go. I talked about it. In our last episode, that people have mixed emotions about Christmas and gifts and kids, and it's a kid thing, and blah, you know, blah blah blah. But uh, I was with uh, my sister, and we had a nice okay. Christmas Christmas dinner. Uh, but we got through the Antarctic freeze. Yeah, well, that was, was, that that was a hell of experience. It wasn't that, that, that. I mean, if you're listening to this uh, in California or Florida, the Northeast went through hell with the cold. And then Buffalo uh, went through four feet of snow, literally. And they're still oh, uh, they're still hurting. There's a travel ban and up there, and uh, uh, it's. It, I mean, yes, Buffalo is used to snow, but not like this, brother. Not like this. Uh, wow. uh, the last count, twenty-seven people have died in New York due to the uh, the storm that existed up in Upper New York State, uh, New York City. Uh, Dodge the bullet with snow, but the cold and the wind. I mean, at one point, I think it was, you know, below minus something. But now it's a, we're in a warming trend, so we're, we're going to be okay. It's going to actually, word is that it's going to rain on New Year's Eve, but it's going to be in the 50s. So we're up and down like a yo-yo with, the, with this weather thing here. But we got a new show, and weather's not going to stop. The Less Boogie one-on-one radio show. We're going to keep it moving. That's right. We're going to keep it moving right in. A big shout out to Consuelo, Patricia Pope, uh, the co-host who's not here with us tonight. I hope everything is well with her. And she'll be back after the new year. So, um, Tattletale, brother, how was your holiday, man, with your family? What's going on with you, man? Well, because of uh, the snow and everything, a lot of uh, a lot of family couldn't couldn't really travel. Right. So, but uh, me, me and my me and my youngest son, you know, uh, me and him, uh, we had a good time. Yep, had a good time. What'd you do? Um, actually, um, I rode a dinosaur 
because I couldn't get up to Buffalo. So I got this dinosaur, right? This brontosaurus. His name is Benny. His real name is Bernard, but they call him Benny the brontosaurus. So, you know, I, I jumped on Benny like Fred Flintstone. And we went on up up up, up there to uh, up, uh, Buffalo, you know, to uh, grab some of these family members. Come now, man. Wow. He's doing, doing right on the back of his tail, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, let me, man. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something. Why would anybody want to move to Buffalo, New York? What's you know, but you know what I, I I say this. No matter where you live, when, whenever the national advisory tells you to stay indoors, you stay indoors. Okay, if they tell you to evacuate, you should evacuate. You know, this is this is not like two thousand years ago when Mount Vesuvius blew up in AD seventy nine, when nobody didn't know what was the you know. But come on, we got the news now. We got the weather forecast. This is right. it, they tell you to stay in, you stay in, stay off the roads. You know, I'm like, come on, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You can still communicate with people. You got you got telephones, we got computers, but you got to stay off the road. You can't you can't say to yourself, well, I'm a good driver. Well, I got all wheel drive, I can make it. No, you can't, you can't. Sure. And 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 that's the problem. A lot of people think, oh no, that's not going to happen to me. I'm so good, you know, I I can get through that. No, mm. can't. Well, you know, Buffalo is an interesting town. I, when I think of Buffalo, of all people, I think of Frankie Crocker. That's where he came from. Right. Our, sure our current uh, governor is from Buffalo. Then you have the Buffalo Bills, and so I mean, it is. It and is you a, the snow. You forgot and that. you and you, have, you have the snow, snow from the because it's right there on the left. <laughs> and you have the snow. snow well, they're used to it, but not like this. They'll even tell you that uh, this was four feet. It's just really beyond the call of duty. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, People, you look at cars, you, you won't see your car. It'll be totally engulfed in snow and then some. Some people actually died in their car. They wow. couldn't be rescued, uh, that they got stuck in the snow and literally died in their car. And that's, now that's a storm, you know? So now, it's, now, not to, now, it's not to be played around with. Let me ask you a question about that. They died, were they, were they covered, was the car covered with snow or those? From the, from uh, the whatever the circumstances were, they were stuck on the highway. They couldn't move. Uh, they maybe they ran out of gas, or maybe they were engulfed in snow. That it was literally it, it hard. For, they were immobilized. Uh, wow, I don't know how many people, incredible. but they made note of the fact that people did die in their car. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that is. That and is nationally, yeah. it's over. Naturally, it's over seventy people. New York State is about uh, over. Last count was twenty-seven people. You know, and Nassau County uh, sent up uh, their uh, police and fire department or various emergency vehicles uh, en route to Buffalo as we speak to help them. Nassau County from Long Island. That's right. Really? Yeah. Yep. So probably all the neighboring, all the neighboring uh, counties and what have you are on their way to Buffalo. Right. Not, right. Uh, that's well, that's good. That's that's always good. That's yeah. Good. Nassau, yeah. Nassau County stepped out early on it. For, oh, they did. Oh, yeah. And then there's the other municipalities uh, that are sending people. Yes. I mean, uh, they need all the help they can get right now. Like I said, they're used to snow, but not like this. That's that's amazing. That reminds you of one of those uh, one of those uh, catastrophe movies we used to see back in the day, like Towering Inferno and, and, and those type of movies where you just saw it on the screen. But these people actually are living through this right now. You know, yeah. Sandy came and... and, and and what have you, man, and what 
you know, we're starting to live these things. These things are starting to manifest themselves into reality. Well, what about the hurricanes in, yeah, the hurricanes in Florida, this past fall was ridiculous. Yeah. And the whole, and the whole pandemic, the whole pandemic Mm -hmm. reminded me of a movie with Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever saw that movie where the monkey uh, infected everybody. I remember that movie. Yeah, remember yeah, the, yeah. The name of it. Yeah. It reminded me of the pandemic. And yep. now look what we had to live through. So it's mm-hmm. changing times, gentlemen, changing times. And we've, you know, we got to be grateful for where we're at. We have to be grateful for what we have. And if you're safe and secure, man, you really, really need to be grateful. Another thing I thought about in that blistering, blistering cold, those homeless people. Yeah, you know, and I'm talking about right now. It's probably thirty something degrees, and it's still cold out there. Those yeah, but to me, I, it was to me it was uh, uh, when I went out uh, just this evening. Uh, to me, it was like a warming trend. I felt I was in Miami. Right, but but someone <laughs> but be homeless, you won't feel like that. No, that's true. And, Stay and, out and, there in the streets and see what happens, and that's you know a really really a shame. Yeah, people are sleeping out in the streets. You know. The mayor, uh, he's big on getting the homeless off the street. And I hope here in New York that that's actually happening as well as around the country, that you, these people are getting in these warm these warm centers and what have you. I know out here in, uh, in New York, they were opening up a lot of warm centers over the weekend because of that, uh, that blistering cold. And, uh, but the thing about it, when I, when I heard about it, they said, well, we're open from I think they closed, I think it was open at 9 in the morning to 12 at night. That didn't make sense to me because you have to leave at 12 at night to go back to a freezing a freezing house or apartment. So, I mean, that's when it's the coldest, at night. You know, when you're in your apartment trying to sleep or whatever, you got to walk around with your, your winter clothes on or what have you, and the elderly are really, really having a hard time. And that's where the fires start to break out. Now people are using all kind of makeshift heaters and and extension cords and different things like that. And around every holiday, bar none, you see a major, you see major with an S, fires yeah. all around. So mm-hmm. it's always losing, burning a whole building down. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just a lot of things that go on during the holidays, man. Well, I tell you one thing I appreciate, having proper heat. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. proper heat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where I happen to be right now is the, the I felt like there was in a toaster oven while it was, you know, <laughs> freezing outside. You know, <laughs> it's important to have that type of uh, utility when when it's that cold. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, yeah. that's and that's so absolutely crazy, man. That I was, was I was, uh, uh, you know, uh, just roasting and, uh, while it was freezing outside, and you have a level of appreciation knowing that you know you you have heat and a roof over your head. You know. That's right. Hey, everybody, this is the Les Boogie one-on-one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio, WJON. We come on Saturday mornings on Fresh Nation Radio. We're going to put the the link in the description, and you can check us out every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 noon. The Les Boogie one-on-one show. Stand by for commercial break. Ready, set, hit! You're the only person I ever met. Belonged in the sky. Just remember you belong down here with us too, okay?
commanding officer called you one of the best pilots he's ever seen. It must be hard being the uh, a naval aviator. Absolutely. The whole world's looking different. Did you ever think that you'd be in a squadron with a colored aviator? Lieutenant Tom Hudner. Jesse Brown. It's good to meet you. We're taking a slight detour on the way home. Say again? What are you going to find out about your wingman cruising at 10,000 feet, Lieutenant? Put him in a little bit of trouble. Who knows? We might get a peek at who he really is. North Koreans came pouring over the 38th parallel. If our guys need help, then we're up. We knew this day might come. Yet it doesn't make it any easier. The most important thing is this. We bring everyone home. Mistakes get us killed. Can't tell you how many times people have told me to give up, quit, die even. You can't always do what you're told. It's a man! If I did, I wouldn't be here. What do you want me to do? Just be my wingman. The real battle in all of life is being someone that people can count on. Show off. That was pretty good. It's good. <laughs> Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back. And we're going to pick the conversation right back up. We were talking about this cold weather, heaters, and, and being warm, and, and all the good things that you can make sure you're supposed to have, but everybody does not have it, unfortunately. You know, but I'm so grateful that I do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Now, let me ask you this. When do you find it in, in your home, the coldest part of the day? Now, my question to you is this. You have, you have your heat in the house. Some people are using heaters. When do you find it the most necessary to use your heat? Because heat, oil's expensive, gas is expensive. How do you regulate your heat? Like, I, I got mine on, 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 the, on the program. So, like, during the, during the day, um, uh, it goes, like, from 68, then it goes to 70, and then at night, when when we go to bed, it goes on. It goes back down to sixty-eight. Because mm. you know, at night you're in the bed, you're under the covers. Right. right. You know, so you know, so so you're good. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful that, you know, I was able to fill my tank up with the propane, and uh, and just in case something happens, we also have backup heaters. So I, you know, okay. I mean that th- that throw off a that throw off a lot of heat, and I got a fireplace. You know, I be I be chopping with like Paul Bunyan, man. <laughs> I mean, chop, 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 chop. That's a good thing. thing. What about you, Ray? How's it feel? Yeah, I think 68 is the the way to go unless it gets super cold, then 70. And at night, you can lower it down to even as low as 65, you know? Uh, Because if you're sleeping, yeah, if you're sleeping and, 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 you know, you're not obviously feeling the cold if you're sleeping as much. And, you know, uh, I think it's a waste, you know? 
we're not in a position here to have to worry about it because the landlord deals with it, and but we don't abuse it either, you know? True indeed, true indeed. But, you know, the coldest part of the day, getting up in the morning, yeah. you know, when you have to get ready to get ready to get out or whatever you're doing, you wake up and, and the house is not toasty. No, yeah, and if, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, when I have to leave sometimes at 5.30, it's cold. It's, it's cold. definitely cold. So, uh, but, you know, right now, during prime time, so to speak, uh, in the evening, let's say, or, you know, even though this, uh, this show is aired on a Saturday morning, but in the evening, uh, around 8, 9 o'clock, that's the time to really have a warm house when you're watching television or doing whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, having your dinner. Relaxing, right. you know, you want to be, you want to be comfortable. You want to right. really, really be comfortable. Well, listen, we have a new year coming, a new year coming. What's on the menu, gentlemen? What is on the menu for you? Well, health-wise, uh, hopefully, in uh, next year, I'll be. Uh, they'll take me off this blueprint because you know I'm fighting this very aggressive form of prostate cancer, and I'm at. Uh, I'm fighting, you know, these kidney issues. Uh, I went, you know, I went from stage three chronic kidney failure down to stage two mild, which is which is good, which is good. Okay. So now, now we're worried about uh, this aggressive prostate cancer. So um, that's my 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 main priority: get my health together. So if I'm if I keep doing good with my numbers, hopefully by by June they'll take me off the blueprint. Hopefully, and I'll be nice because you know with the side effects, it makes you very tired, very fatigued. You feel like you gotta throw up. You know, you 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 just you just feel like crap all the time, all the time. You know, you know, like like you see the smile, but on on the inside, I'm crying, man. I'm crying. You you just go through so much with the side effects. I could imagine, you know, I could imagine. Well, you know, you're strong, man. You've been strong. Continue to be strong. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I got to keep on keeping on, Les. Got to keep yeah. on keeping on. No doubt. So. You're a comedian, professional comedian. Tell me something, some aspirations for 2023. Well, as to uh, this vehicle you have here with us, Boogie 101, I I hope that it's picked up by a major station uh, on the airwaves, so we know we can we can really get going and get into some competition. You know, yes, you know that's that's that you know. Uh, that that that's number one. And uh, uh, as for me, uh, you know, when when I'm when I'm better, I'm gonna fight hard, try to get me a sitcom. I don't know what the theme of the sitcom is gonna be because I got so much crap in my head, you know. I don't know. Maybe I might be a school teacher because you know with that history thing, nobody can't mess with that history thing, man. Maybe uh, I do a sitcom about a uh, about a school teacher. Uh, that'd be interesting. A history that'd be teacher, interesting. yeah. So you can yeah. Make it happen, you can, you can yeah. Yeah. Sure, man. Well, will that? I will that to you. It's going to happen. Oh, thank you, my brother. Thank you. And if you heard what he said, look, we want this show right here. And I want y'all to tell friends. I want you to tell your family. Check out the Les Boogie one-on-one show. We're right here. This is community radio. We talk about topics. We talk about everything. We just don't talk about one thing or the other. We talk about it all. We bring in celebrity guests. We bring in independent artists. We bring in interesting people that have great information. So, you know, you go to everybody else, well, come on and sit with us for a little while and gather our knowledge. We've got some formidable, knowledgeable individuals here on this show. We have Ray Caviano, 
we have Tattletail the comedian, you have me less boogie, you got Consuelo Pope. We have a assortment, a, a consortium of information that's just for you. And we are community and we believe in giving the independent artists a platform. And that segues into the new radio station that we have coming out, which is a part brother and sister to this show. We have Fresh Nation Radio, which is coming out shortly, that we believe that is the home for the independent artists because independent artists cannot get their music played, cannot get their music played. So not only will they get their music played on the radio station, they will come and be interviewed with us and tell us all about who they are and what they do, and you'll get a chance to meet them as well. So Ray C, the wizard, what's your plans for 2000? Well, health is the number one priority. Hopefully I'm looking at late spring, early summer for a possible transplant. Northwell is trying okay. to push, push the envelope. We'll see what happens. I try not to project about it because if I dwell on it, you know, it's just not a good thing. So just keep keep hopeful and have some faith, I suppose. And then uh, uh, I think we're going to entertain uh, RFC Fresh for our next candidate for a release. I'd love to see us. Uh, got a good, a lot of good response from that Christmas song that Malika Mo did. Oh, really? Right? Tell yeah. Me, tell, yeah. Me, tell, tell me in. Tell well, me they in. just, you know, got it to a couple of people late in the game well it was one week left but it, it got a lot of people uh commented on it and on the uh, uh music that i posted uh, around facebook and, and really liked it and i'm hopeful that we can uh, finally get around to a release for her because uh, she's really uh, paid her dues and i think uh, she's a good candidate uh, for an rfc fresh release okay Okay, what other projects do you have? Uh, anything down the pipeline coming up? Well, uh, John Luongo is going to be put, doing another record, but a, not a Christmas record on uh, Alma Faye Books. So that will be coming down the road. And then Ray Martinez, a producer uh, from who used to be the engineer, one of the main key engineers at TK Records, is working on an artist named Bobby Brew, B-R-U. And he's a young cat, 22 years old. And he's working on kind of an R&B pop uh, type record that uh, he's in the studio with right now. Ray Martinez had a club dance hit with an artist named Amant uh, on TK Records and uh, uh, did a lot of work behind the scenes at TK. He was like the main engineer, worked on George McRae, Casey, uh, and, and Betty Wright and, and all these artists on TK. He learned his stuff uh, from Henry Stone and then... Uh, he put a record out a month and it went to top five on the club charts and was mixed by Jim Burgess. So uh, I'm looking forward to working with Bobby Brew coming out, you know, end of January, early February. Well, that's, that's great. That's great. You know, that's great. Well, you know, for, for, for Fresh Entertainment, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Fresh Entertainment is, is my company. Uh, it's our company. It's uh, a concert uh, media company. Uh, we do a multitude of different things, a variety of different different events. But our concert division is is what I'm uh, focusing on right now. We have some very uh, big announcements coming up very soon. Uh, we did two events in the past two months. We have some events coming up in March. We have events coming up in May, June, and July. But one of the projects that I'm working on for February 4th, remember the date, February 4th. We're going to do a tribute, a tribute to some of the queens of soul. Now check this out. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling the fellas here. 
we we chose we chose four queens of soul we chose Anita Baker we chose Whitney Houston we chose Stephanie Mills and then we chose the Queen of New York who I dubbed the the Queen of New York Melissa Morgan and what we're doing is we're paying a tribute to them and I also chose four singers from the New York area to pay tribute in song <coughs> to these four Queens of Soul. Now let me run it down to you. Malika Moe, who you just mentioned, will do a tribute to Anita Baker. Monet Amore, young lady that was on with Lilo Thomas when we interviewed Lilo. She will be doing Melissa Morgan. Songbird Coates, if you don't know who she is, ladies and gentlemen, She's a powerful, powerful singer. She's she's phenomenal. She'll be doing Whitney Houston. And then we're going to bring it on home with our sister, Stephanie Mills, Priceless doing Stephanie Mills. All right. With a live band, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be phenomenal. All right. February 4th, there'll be more details on that coming up shortly. Now, what we're doing is if this, and, and we have a live a live band playing behind it, but check this out. It's an all-woman's band led by Debbie Napper from the Napper Band. So that's going to be phenomenal, man. That project is going to be really, really tight and phenomenal. We're working on that now. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this radio show. I'm excited about the next record for RFC Fresh Records. We've got a song in mind, but I'm not going to spill that yet. I'm not going to spill that yet. We got a lot of candidates vying for this one song. I want to tell you what it is, but I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, so just look for some good things in 2023. And me personally, you know, health is always the number one goal. Family, of course. And then just really getting myself in tip-top shape, you know, feeling better, get a little older, you know, working out, getting that workout in at least three times a week, eating right mind, spirit, and body. You got to really, really be in tone and in tuned. You know, just really, really exploring some things and enjoying life. We've lost a lot of people along the way. Yeah. So we want to enjoy ourselves later, gentlemen. Enjoy yourself. Get out there and enjoy yourself. Don't wait to do it later. Do it now. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do right now. I don't care what it is, what you're going through. Make it happen for yourself now. And that's where I'm at. Treating people the way I want to be treated. Simple as that. You know, that's my credo. Just treat people the way I want to be treated. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. And we're all right until we're not all right. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for the petty stuff. Leave all that nonsense behind. And let's all achieve. There's room for everybody. Room for everybody, y'all. Room for everybody. So remember that. Keep your head to the sky, man. And, and, and your health first. Without that, you have nothing. That's right. You know, you have nothing. And I remember you saying this, Tattletale, in our last show. Remember those people. Reach out to people. Show love now. Don't wait. That's right. Don't wait. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Yeah. Right? Am I right about that? Yeah. You're absolutely right. You don't, you don't, you know, we, we never know what just a simple phone call could do. You know, just a simple phone call. That's all it is. And in, in, in this age of technology, you can, you can even text somebody, hey, what's up? I was thinking about you, you know? 
And and that does a world of wonder. Yeah, and, it does. You know, it really, really changes somebody's life. Because you don't know that they got a call. You don't know when the last time they got a call from anybody. Mm -hmm. You just might make that difference. Yeah. Just yep. make that difference for them. And yeah. That's, that's I, I want to say one thing before we go to the next segment. It's, it's very important to reach out because a lot of people, they internalize things. They don't tell us what's going on. They don't tell they, they don't tell their friends. They don't tell their family. A lot of people are going through a whole lot, whether it be uh, mental illness, whether it be depression, or we just don't know. We just don't know. You know, yeah. you know, the, and you know, especially with men. You know, men, men for some reason think they gotta be these big macho characters, and they want to hold everything in, and they don't want to cry. They don't want, you know. But 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 you 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 gotta let yourself go. If 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 you need to grieve, grieve, you know. Yeah. But like I said, a lot a lot of people a lot of people going through it, and they have the fake smiles every day when we see them. But inside is a lot of turmoil going on. You know that's that's absolutely true. You know, and I want to give a big shout out. I'm not going to mention details to to my my girl DJ Playette. I want to say to you and yours, man, you know, blessings to you and your family. You're in our yeah. thoughts. You're in our thoughts. And let me yeah. say that. I want to give a big shout out to the Deborah Washington family, another friend of ours. Um, she's in our thoughts. And I also want to say uh, I lost my cousin, and I know you lost some people in your family, Tattletail, recently. Yep. And I want to give a big shout out to them, man. Rest in peace to all of those who are no longer here because mm -hmm. it's, it's real out here, y'all. It's real. It's real. That's why I say live live for the day it's real you know and anybody you know you talked about it you talked about suffering from depression and one of the one of the funny things about it they said well why didn't why did they they look like they was okay that doesn't exactly. mean someone's okay because they look like they're okay they have a way of being able to camouflage what's really happening because you'd be shocked oh no they didn't look like that they did what oh i can't believe that man yeah because they mm -hmm. camouflage it. You never know. The face does not tell the true story of what's going on in somebody's head. They might be, they might be attractive, successful, look like they have everything in the world, and be the most depressed person in the world, and don't know how to tell anybody. Because people will say to them, "Not you, not you." But then again, why not you? So I encourage anyone, man, if you're going through something, please. Grab somebody. Find somebody that you can talk to. Depression is real, y'all. It's it's real. Yep. It is real. And it's taking people left and right, man. You know, just because they look good on the outside doesn't mean it's good on the inside. So we keep them in mind, man. Keep them in mind. If you see someone and you haven't heard from them, reach out to them. Reach out to them. Give them a call. Don't hit them on Facebook or I sent you a message. No. Pick up the phone and call them. Go see them if you can. That's the way we do this. We're human beings. Let's do this the real way. Let's do yep. this the real way. You know, so with that being said, um, we're going to have a guest coming up real soon. Real soon. He's coming up. We're going. We're excited about that. But in the meantime, we're going to do another commercial break right here on the Let's Boogie 101 show on Fresh Nation Radio, WJON. Stand by. So it's good that they can let you out of homeless late at night. Oh, I mean, come on, man. It's past your bedtime. 
great, man. Hey, thanks, yeah. You got my shirt on. Look at this, man. Yeah, that's right. You know, this, I, this, I, is, this, this is real strange. Let's talk about, talk about it. Man, I, I just want to get something off my chest, man. I, I just want to say that I forgive you, man. Oh, oh, man, I'm... Uh... <laughs> Let me tell you, there's nothing more rock and roll than taking out the bad guys for the red, white, and blue. Do you know where your officers are? Sometimes people can live right next to danger and not know it, even if it's their husband. Hey, young blood, let me give you a tip. Use your white boys. All available units, officer down. That was just a diversion to get us out of the precinct. Military pressure sensitive. Last time we were in the field. A long time ago. I'm rusty. Make sure you hit him in the head. I was talking to myself. Come on, we're getting old. No, 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 no. We, we are. Yeah, we're yeah. doing that, man. Nobody! 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 Seriously. Dad, I need your help. News 13 wishes anyone who is not participating in this year's purge a safe evening. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Crimes, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. He said, son, I need a light. I'm reading people's faces. There is something in him inside that transmits strength.
Thanks for watching today's trailer made by Macam TV. They are created to inspire fans. Right. Okay, y'all, we're back. We're back here, right here. Let's make you one on one show. Tattletale, are you with me? I see Tattletale's standing All right. on the wall. Sideways on the wall. All right. Tattletale, you're going to have to turn down your other phone. You're now disturbing us with the other side. One has to come out. Okay, you good, Tattletail? Let's go. All right. Okay. All right, gentlemen, we're back on the Let's Boogie One on One show right here on Fresh Nation Radio WJON. We have a special guest in the house. I'm going to bring him on the screen right now. Let him join us. There he goes. Alfred, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Ah, my man. How are you, my brother? I'm doing I, well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce. Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this to start this off. This is a friend of mine for years and years and years. I can tell you that we go back to seventh grade, junior high school, Olinville, PS113. This brother here has known me for over 40 plus years, damn near 50 years, I guess. About yeah. 50 years, yeah, at least 50 years. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Mr. Alfred Gorman. What's going on, brother? I'm doing well. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. Hey, I want to introduce you to my co-host, uh, the gentleman with the hat on. His name is Tattletail. He's a professor and comedian. Tattletail, this is my friend, Alfred Gorman. Pleased to meet you. Same here, sir. You have a deep voice, so I want to deepen mine up too, so I don't feel inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it, tail. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Okay, good, and then good. the gentleman up there with the go. white That's hair. What I'm talking about. His name is uh, Ray C. Ray Caviano, my partner. This is uh, Mr. Alfred Goldman, a friend of mine from way back, and we're gonna get into his story. Ray, this is Alfred. Good evening and welcome to the show. We look forward to talking with you. And I hear, I hear from what we've heard from uh, Les Boogie LJ. Uh, you have an impressive resume that we, we all want to listen to and hear about uh, your journey that's been a, touched a lot of bases, as I hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's being modest. Now, check this out. Let me, re let me just read this because you just had a recent. Uh, New York Times article just this past Sunday. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. I'm going to read something that I saw. It said, it said, uh, you was on another show and I forgot the young lady's name, but I'm going to read off what, what the headline was. It said this week's, this week's guest is choreographer, Alfred Goldman, founder of the Newark dance theater in New Jersey. He was called an artistic son by Alvin Ailey has been a master teacher and choreographer for over 40 years. He has worked with giants in the dance and theater world, including Alvin Ailey, some of these names I might mispronounce, Daly Beatty, Fred Benjamin, and of course, Pepsi Bethel, Gary Deloach, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, George Faison, who we all know. Jeffrey Holder, who we all know. And uh, <laughs> Elio Pomero, Pomer, 
Elio Pomari. Pomari, okay. He has created over 150 ballets for companies such as the Washington Reflection Contemporary Dance Company, the Uptown Dance Academy, uh, Nanette Bearden, Bearden, Bearden Contemporary Dance Company, the Opius Dance Company, Garden State Ballet, and the now this one you're gonna have to pronounce. Tur, what is this? Turp. Terpsies. Terpsichoreans. Terpsichorean <laughs> Dance Company at Teaneck High School, which holds 60 of Mr. Goldman's works. Now that's impressive, brother. That's impressive, man. Thank you. That's Thank impressive. you. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. That's a lot of work. Now look, look. We used to call you Tootie. I'm gonna just put it out there. We used to call you Tootie, man. I, you know, this Alfred Goldman thing is cool. We used to call you Tootie. Let me just don't, say, don't do it, Lance. Nah, don't nah, I'm do not gonna it. do it to you. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> look, me and his brother, me and his brother um, was in a group called the Young Soul Debonairs. And I've told you guys about this before. You know, it was uh, we were a dance group of five, five young kids in the Bronx, New York, and we did a lot, of, a lot of shows. We made a lot of noise. Yeah. His brother has went on to do great things. He took it very seriously. When we went to high school, we all kind of fell off, broke apart for whatever reason. And then he took up the mantle and carried on and went professional with it, man. And I just want to say hats off to you. I salute you on that, man. Thank now you. Gonna, thank you. Yes, man. We're going to talk about your story. Now, yeah. go ahead. You have done the same thing, my brother. Ah, ah. You have done the same thing. You make, you're making noise all over. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, and, and that means a lot coming from you. You know, it means a lot coming from you. I think about you often. I think about, um, you know, Michael, Thomas, Stephen, myself, and you. Yeah. And, you know, uh, where we could have been if it was meant to be, but it's okay. It's okay. And as we talk from time to time, you know, I really, really like to know what happens to these brothers, man. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But right now it's about you, uh, my brother Tootie Goldman, Alfred. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Let's go back because I read some other things. I didn't know you had five sisters. I did not know that. I have six sisters. Six sisters. Yeah. Wow. wow, okay, okay. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know you had some sisters, but I didn't know it was that many. And you were, you were uptown. You went to to Olinville, but you didn't live in that area, right? I did at the time. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, but my journey before going moving where we lived was um, it took a long time getting there. I see. Yeah, I lived in the South Bronx. I lived in Harlem. Oh, okay. Many, many, many places. Okay. Okay. The journey was the journey was long. Okay. The journey was real. <laughs> it was real. I, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. So now, look. I also read, you know, um, your first, your first, when you first knew that you had a love for for dance. Can you explain that to us? When that happened? What time frame? Was that was that before you came to Olinville? Can you explain that part from the beginning? Yeah, um, my family used to get together and they would give me money to dance. They'd say, go out there, dance. And me and my sister, Debbie, would get on the floor and do our thing. <laughs> and they would throw money at us. And 
and I had a wealthy aunt who sort of talent and she said, I'm gonna put you to a dance school. And there was a famous school in Harlem she took us to. But we only lasted two weeks because she passed. Oh. And that stopped okay. our form of training. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So but, then, but the on. fire and desire was always there. It was always there. Okay. So now you um when did you when did you formally start? Well, how can I say it? when did you okay, you you came to Oliveville, we 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 were in the group. How was that for you? What was that experience being in the Young Soul Debonair's group? Oh my God, that was everything. I mean, it defined us as teenagers. It defined us as young black men. Um, we were all creative. We all choreographed. We all did our own special solos. Yeah, that's right. We that's always right. organized everything we were gonna do from outfits to um, presentation to music and we never disagreed and i don't know how you can have five <clears throat> black men always agreeing right, right, right yeah we were very cohesive we really enjoyed each other right. and we grew up together right right and we were all good we were all good in our yeah own, in our own style we were good I'll never forget when we performed with the Persuaders. Yes. I I was like, we have made it. <laughs> so, so was I, man. So was I. We, we were the opening act for um, the Persuaders, and that big hit was a thin line between love and hate. That's right. And I was like, oh, look at us. Look at us, man. We were what, seventh, eighth grade, something like that? Yeah. Wow, man. We started taking singing lessons and right. strengthening our part and working with a lot of musicians. Right. And I'll never forget when we were at the, um, the talent show or something where we were being presented at Burke Baptist Church. Yes. And the people in the audience, it was packed or sold out. Girls were fainting. <laughs> That's right. We was killing it. <laughs> Screaming and everything. <laughs> and here we are, five guys from the Bronx. That's right. But they just, they thought we were everything. Yeah, they did. They did. And it, we, we stopped, they stopped the show. <laughs> we couldn't go on because <laughs> the girls were falling out. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing, man. You know, and uh, y'all like the Jackson Five, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we was on our way, man. We yeah, y'all like Jackson Five. Yeah, so we outdance anybody. Yeah, any, any, anybody. Anybody. We wouldn't care. We did splits. We did. Yeah. We fought everything. Action. Oh my goodness, it was it was it was amazing. It was amazing. And, and uh, Alfred was the tallest, and he would he had the big afro. Matter of fact, let me let me play something for you real quick. <laughs> to you. So that I don't have to talk about it, I can be about it. Check this out, y'all.
don't play. I keep it real. I keep it real. Let me turn your turn your mic back on. Let me uh let me turn your mic back on. Just hit the mic on your uh on your on your device. There you go. That was amazing. Yeah. And turn your turn your uh picture back on, Albert. There you go. Gotcha. That was amazing. Yeah, man. That's that's my guy right there, man. That's oh it. my goodness. Man, congratulations on all your all your endeavors, man. So look, look, we're, we're at the Young Soul Debonairs. What happens next for you? I, now remember this, and I'm gonna segue into this. We did an off Broadway play with Jesse yes. Bethel. Take us from yep. there. We did um a performance at Clark Center for the Performing Arts in Midtown, New York. And we were the guest artists for his company. And he saw something in us and he told us, you know, if we ever wanted to formally train, he would be willing to train us. And when the group broke up, and to this day, I don't know how the group broke up. Do you, Les? Um, You know what I think? I think it came down to we didn't have real professional management and team a team behind us adults that knew what they were doing right um, I know <laughs> Miller tried to manage us and we just they just wasn't business like she was you know giving us little outfits and practicing at their house and all of that but she just wasn't a, a music person and it's so funny because my brother gordon was a music person and I should yeah have got him to jump in there should have got him to jump in there and then as we got to eighth eighth grade and then ninth grade we kind of all just kind of went our separate ways after 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 school man and that i think we went to different high schools yeah we went to different high schools as well yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so go ahead we're we're at the clark center well and we tore the place down and um there are reviews that say how good we were and stuff like that but then the group disbanded and i called pepsi bethel and he's a world-renowned jazz, um, internationally renowned jazz dancer. And he said, if you're willing, I would train you. And I said, yeah. So he said, come down to Clark Center. I came there, he had my jazz shoes, my jazz pants, my t-shirt, my dance belt. He had everything I needed to um, dance professionally. Wow. And it fit. (laughs) <laughs> which is amazing and um i started dancing with him and he took me to alvin Ailey where he was teaching and um he said audition and i did i got a full merit scholarship at the alvin Ailey american dance center nice nice and wow. that's where my journey my formal training took off we did tv specials we did all kind of concerts throughout new york and then i met um another choreographer fred benjamin who took me out the country to dance for the first time i danced in guadalupe at the meds um it was um uh, out some kind of resort Mm -hmm. and we did that and and then it went on from there i danced with pepsi and then pepsi took me to newark and i was his um assistant 
And when I turned 18, he said, you know, you're a man now, you need to make a living at this. And he walked out and gave me his teaching job. Really? Wow. Yeah. He just walked out. Wow. And that job turned into a performing workshop. My company, who became the first um, African-American modern dance company to be salaried in Newark. Wow. Okay. And they were mm. salaried for 44 weeks. And that that man started me on this path. Wow. wow. And I'm eternally grateful for him and his wisdom and his talent and his guidance. Wow. wow. And then um, my company became professional. Um, we worked 44 weeks out of the year. We did all the major festivals, all the major theaters, Lincoln Center, Brooklyn Academy of Music, the Joyce Theater, um, Duke University American Dance Festival, wow. Dance St. Louis. Um, and I did, um, I was called by on the stage manager of um, the Wiz. And he asked me, um, did I wanted to do the Tony Award winning national touring company of the Wiz? And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they saw me dancing with Fred Benjamin Dance Company, who I made a name for myself in that arena and offered me an equity contract. And that was really when wow. things off for me. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And ask me a question. That's impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so so your, your, your competition was Alvin Ailey, Arthur Mitchell, all those cats like that, huh? You was competing and I worked, companies. And I worked with all of them. That's that's what's amazing. Wow. Wow. I dance wow. I had a wow. dancer I, I trained Lisa Adams and she won the presidential mm -hmm. scholar with a piece I choreographed called Mother's Prayer. Mm. And um Right, right. She performed it at the White House with a Reagan administration. Really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. And then um I took it to Dance Theater of Harlem. And Mr. Mitchell saw her perform Mother's Prayer and he felt in love with the mm -hmm. piece. And we had a really working relationship from then on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What was your impression you, man? You're a you're a you're a walking dancing machine, man. All those people that uh that you worked with, man, that, that's really something. That's really yeah. something. And and it, it is really something not so much that I'm something, but um, the people that mentored me were the legends of dance. And um, Tally right. Booty, who choreographed Your Arms Too Short to Box with God on Broadway, mm. I was his assistant. Mm -hmm. And I went throughout the country wow. and throughout the states teaching his works and um, assisting him in on various productions. And he said, um, the road of the Phoebe Snow, which is a classic work of his at the American Dance Festival. So we were able to 
mm -hmm. in his ballet at Duke University in North Carolina. That was a really strong. Wow. Ray, you had a question? Yeah, your impressions of Alvin Ailey as a person, beyond being a dancer, as a mentor, as an educator, as a leader, as a visionary, what was what was your general impression of that theater and that, and that um, organization? I was able to, when I was at the Ailey School, I was in the Ailey Junior Company because I was so young at the time. Um, and I was really gifted to perform his classic works like Blue Sweet and Revelation. And when I had my 10th year anniversary, um, Alvin Ailey hosted my program at um, Newark Symphony Hall. And there is when he called me his artistic son. And that night he said that I wanted to gift you with one of my ballets, because I can see your company really doing something with it. And that was like a great honor. But you know how business is, it is a business. And so when I went to see the administrators, they said he could not do that. Mm. Okay. But the mere fact that he wanted to do that made me feel really good. I can imagine. Yeah, definitely. I will see as a personally to you, when you rank when you rank these mentors, I don't want to put them in any particular more importance than the others, through through the various ages that and stages you went through, each mentor had had a position. Um, yeah, and a purpose and an importance. What yeah. was it for you um, at your highest point and your lowest point? If you had to say this individual did this for me at my lowest point, who would that be? Pepsi Bethel. Pepsi Bethel. He's my father in dance. Um, he, whatever I am today, he's responsible for. He poured in me. And then he introduced me to all these other people like Alvin Ali, Tally Beatty, okay. Red Benjamin, mm -hmm. Otis Salid. Um, I was really fortunate to dance with every black major choreographer. And when I did The Wiz, um, Jeffrey Holder came in. He was the director of The Wiz. <laughs> And he came in the Uncola Nut. And he came right. Clean, clean us up in the Wiz before we made our debut. And um, it was in the French Quarters. Um, the, help me, guys. Uh, French Quarters is where? Down New Orleans? Where is that at? Yes, it was in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah, we opened uh, a new theater in New Orleans and we got the key to the city. And my mother came and flew, I flew her in, nice. we put her up in a hotel and that was the first time she saw me since I was 17. And how old was you at this time? I'm uh, wow. 23. 23, okay. Because when my family, um, and Leslie and none of my friends knew this, but um, when I was 17, 
my family woke me up one day and said we were moving to Chicago. Really? No, I read that. I didn't know that. I did not. Yeah, no one. I would not tell any of y'all what I was really doing. <laughs> oh man, well, it because um, they woke me up and said we're going to move to Chicago, and this was in the summer. And um, in September, I was going to be a senior at um, Atlanta Charles High School. I was no way I was leaving, hmm. and they left. Wow. They pulled off in a station wagon. I didn't see them until that, like five years later. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was wow. living, on, living on my own at seventeen. Really? I did not know that, man. I wow. Wow. Yeah. So you know, you. It was such a schizophrenic existence because you know, in one time. I'm this king, I'm a young soul debonair, I'm an Albanelli dancer, I'm in the whiz. But I was on on my own from 17 until today. Wow. That's amazing. I, I had no wow. idea. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's a wonder that I'm not I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. You know, it, it, that's interesting that you say that because in the New York Times article, uh, you you uh, uh, talked about it. The very moment I started to understand that I could use the arts to go anywhere my imagination could take me, I could escape the trauma and hardship of the Bronx and go to another place in my mind. That all difference in my life. You, you relate to that uh, comment that you've made? Absolutely, and that is my um, motto. In my right. own little corner, in my <laughs> own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. Right. And I saw a, a, a musical yep. called Cinderella at PS75 in right. the third grade in the Bronx. And that's when I knew that this was my lot in life. And that's interesting that you say that because the headline of the New York Times article, which, by the way, that was very impressive to have. This is a timely interview right after this uh, 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 pro uh, publication that came out uh, uh, this past uh, uh, December 19th. And the headline was, he knew he would be a dancer, but not but not where it might lead. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> the truth is real. And not, you can't do anything with the truth. The truth is the truth. Wow. And that's, you know, when I saw Leslie, I call him Leslie. But <laughs> yeah. Right, Le brother. Les Boogie. Yeah, right, brother. AKA, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, shouted me, he shouted me out at 66 Tootie. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Everybody has a show's showbiz name. On this show, I'm the Wiz, right? Uh, okay. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the former. I'm in the music <laughs> business over 50 years and had my own label with Warner Brothers, etc. But it's not about me. But uh, I can relate to having a showbiz name, aka Les Boogie. Yes. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't you have you? you L, uh, Les Boogie was talking about the. Uh, 
that name that he called you earlier in the show? What was that name as teenagers? What was that? I am not he, saying. He forgot. It. He forgot. He forgot. <laughs> oh, he forgot that. Okay, so we'll leave. We'll leave that alone, right? <laughs> Just like the article said, he didn't know where all this was leading, right? <laughs> I got. A, I had a cousin. I had a cousin that could could, could dance very well, and uh, she was dancing Broadway too, and that was her nickname. She's oh, really? more that she transitioned with the answer years back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whatever happened to yeah. uh, question in your yeah, in your journey? Yeah, in your in your in your journey, uh, Al. Uh, did you ever meet a young lady? Um, she introduced me to, to Alvin Ailey and the dancers back in the eighties. Her name was Joanne. She was from Atlantic City. She married a politician. His name was Lusane. I forgot what her maiden name was, Joanne Lusane. But uh, she she knew she knew um, Arthur Mitchell. She knew um, Alvin Ailey, the dancers. Um, they they had a production in Atlantic City, and she had invited me down there at this place called the West Side Complex. It's called wow. Martin Luther King Boulevard now. That that particular. Yeah, they name everything. Kind of, kind of tall, tall, tall I, I I I believe I do. I think I knew her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He was a politician in Atlantic City. Yeah. Right. Wow. Y'all are yeah. going back. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. She goes, Tattletail, where you? I was, she says, Come on down to Atlantic City. I want you to meet the Alvin Ailey dancers because she was, you know, she had a little acting thing over there and dance, you know. You know, for the young, you know, for 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 the younger uh, people in our community, you know, they get to wow. introduce them to the arts, and uh, she would put on productions and everything. And you know, I mean, a a, a great sister, fantastic, fantastic, beautiful. Do you know, you know Mr. Wiz? Yeah, I said, yeah, he probably, probably huh? Do you oh. know, Mr. Wiz? <laughs> I'm currently teaching in um, audits and resident at. Faison Firehouse Theater, who was the first African American to win a Tony on Broadway. Wow. George Faison. Wow. George Faison. Yes, I heard, I heard it. Yeah. 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 I'm in Harlem and I'm teaching at yep. his building in his theater, Faison Firehouse Theater. Wow. Where's that located at? Where's that located? It is located at Six Hancock Place. Between 124th Street and Morningside Avenue. Okay. Okay. It's so, two blocks from the Apollo. So that's what you're doing now. Yes. Okay. And you, the school and everything is there. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the school. How people can get in touch with you. You know what type of programs you have set up for the youth and, and, and so on. I have. Um, I teach children, teens, and adults, and I teach them in ballet, jazz, contemporary, liturgical, which is praise dance. Um, but more than dance, I teach them that they are somebody. Mm. I give them a voice. The mm -hmm. dancing becomes their refuge and their strength, a present help when times and things are in trouble for them. They can come to the firehouse and take class and speak through their dance. And their dance is their saving grace. What age groups uh, are you are you teaching? Three to seven, eight to nine, um, eight to twelve teens and adults at all levels, mm -hmm. on Wednesdays 
and Saturdays. Wednesdays and Saturdays. How does someone get in touch with you? You have a phone number? Uh, yes, you can call. Um, you can send a um, notice to my email address, which is Goldman 77 at AOL.com. I know that um, I saw you, um, I think it was maybe about six years ago, maybe. I think about yeah. Years ago, Jamie, my, my brother Jamie and I came down. Um, yes. And, and he knows my brother as Jamie. Yes. That's Jamie's <laughs> name. He's Jimmy D now, but he was. we used to call him Jamie. <laughs> and, um, really? Yeah, yeah. We came down to a production. I think that was 129th Street, if I'm not mistaken. With the 130th between Fitz and Madison. Right. And I'm currently still there at Kelly Temple Church of God in Christ, yes. Yes. which I'm the head of the Praise Dance Ministry there. Yes. And my pastor is Reverend Dr. Jacob Kelly. Right, right. That was a that was a real nice experience, and I felt I felt really good. Um, when I came in, you know, I, I went up in the in the upper pews and. Um, it was in the balcony. The balcony. You know, I want to keep it respectful for the church. Uh, and me out. You know, and one thing I can say, I, I, I like the fact that you haven't forgotten, <laughs> forgotten, you know, the past, the beginning, you know, and, and, and what have you. And that's that's important that we don't forget where we come from. No. If you do that, yeah. what I appreciate about the Jewish community is that they teach their history. And that's what you're you're doing, Les. You're doing it with music. You bring back that music that we grew up on. Yeah. And I'm doing it with dance. That's right. And Wiz, you're doing it with comedy and entertainment. And we all doing our parts. No, no question. You know, and at some point in time, before it's all said and done, and more sooner than later, we really need to do something. I had some ideas. I had a young lady that is in love with the Wiz, man. She's in love with the Wiz. This is a young lady we work with, Sassy Brown Entertainment. And one of her favorite movies of all time was the Wiz. And I was telling her about you. And there's a lot of times that I, I need dancers for some of the things we're doing. And I'm, I'm gonna not be remiss anymore. I'm just gonna reach out to you. And we're gonna have to do some things, man. Cause yeah. Together doing something would be fantastic. And, and that's how we do one touch another one. Cause I was um, invited to do um, Sounds of Blackness debut video I heard. to Chains and Optimistic. Mm. And they flew us into my dance company into Minneapolis and we videotaped it at Prince's studio. Really? How yeah. Was that, man? How was that for you? Wow. Yeah. So that was. Um, something I was really proud of because when you hear optimistic, that's that's me. That's you. That's me. Wow. And you went wow. to uh, Paisley Park right outside of Indiana? Yes, I went to Paisley Park. Right. And we went down in the elevator that Prince died in. Yeah. 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 I also see, did you mention working with the New York City Ballet dancer Lewis Johnson? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was... I, uh, well renowned oh i would think so he choreographed the wiz movie right oh, he did. with diana ross and michael jackson 
Right. Uh, I see wow. that you work with him. Wow. And, 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 uh, uh, yeah, my 20th, I think 25th anniversary, he set one of his classic ballets on my dance company right. at the NJ Pack, New Jersey Performing Arts right. Center. Well, brother, do your thing, man. I love it, man. I love every minute, man. I love it. I love it, brother. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I love it. You know, to ask you too, um, you've also, as uh, students, you've had some people that have been in movies and gone on to their own fame and stardom. Can you tell us a few of those people? Um, yeah. Um, Dwayne Cyrus is my first dancer that I trained from scratch. He had no other training before he came to me. And he went on to um, graduate from Juilliard with honors and a um, scholarship. And then he went on to get his master's degree he went on to dance with the Martha Graham Dance Company. When, at my 10th year anniversary, Alvin said to me, I'm taking Dwayne Cyrus. And a week later, he put him in his company. Wow, nice. Yeah, and then um, he danced with the Lion King um, in London, yeah. the London production. And now he is the Dean of Dance at the Arizona State University. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah. You've had, you've had some others, you've had some other. Um, Lisa Adams, who performed at the White House. She also danced with Dance Theater of Harlem. Adrian Armstrong, she danced with um, Alvin Ailey. Um, oh my God. Um, Raymond Bernard, he's now in Hamilton. First, he, he was in The Lion King. Wow. Okay. And then he went to Hamilton. And now mm. he's in MJ, the musical. Wow. And what about the young man that was on the, in the Spike Lee's movie? Yeah. And also um, Gerard Alexander, who did Michael Jackson's Bad video. He's the guy with the Kango hat that does an incredible leap in front of the camera. Wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's so many. I have so many kids that are on Broadway that I trained. Nice. Um, they're yeah. in Hamilton, they're in Lion King, they're in MJ the Musical. Um, yeah, it makes me proud. So let me ask you this now. You know, you started out, of course, as a young man. You're dancing. You, you're you're looking to get into as many productions as possible. Now you transitioned from from dancer. Uh, now you're a teacher, a choreographer. What was that like? And when and when was that decision made that you had to make that that transition? That is so interesting. Um, I taught at the Garden State Ballet, which is in Newark, and it was a white dance school. And then when I got there, the color changed, the politics changed. And I noticed that they were just as good or better than the other kids, but they never got a salary to dance with the company. So I said, I can, if I can take these dancers and form my own company and put them on salary, mm -hmm. then I would have done what I needed to do. And I could not do that in dance at the same time. Okay. 
So after I left Liz, my focus was developing dancers so that they can get paid like I was getting paid in the Wiz. What what age were you then? Um, I think I was twenty three. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Still a still a man. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to be in incredible shape. Incredible <laughs> shape to do to, to, to dance the way you guys dance in these productions, man. And how much how much time and, and effort and, and sweat and tears and, and frustration and all that did do you go through? Because that's a, a commitment. It's it's eternal, just like your love for music and your love for entertainment. Les, mm -hmm. it's it never leaves you, and we are you know we're the same age, so um, it never leaves you. You never stop teaching. You never stop dancing. I don't dance physically, but I create dances and I dance through others. Mm. What was your first production that you actually created and choreographed everything? You just was the man that did everything. Um, I've choreographed so many musicals. Um, and I've done many videos and I've worked with many artists um, like Melba Moore, like Aretha Franklin, like um, Ralph Carter, Ella Mitchell, um, just people of that stature, um, Ben Vereen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I directed him in a musical called Follow the Star. Yeah, Melbourne Moore is no joke either. Ella Mitchell from Big Mama, out Big Mama. She the real um, Big Mama was Ella Mitchell. Ella Mitchell. Yeah, and Ella Mitchell was the Wicked Witch in the Wiz. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man! Wow, that's 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 amazing. Um, there is a, a girl named Ada Dyer. They call her Ada Rita, and she did You Bring Me Joy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Invitation. Mm -hmm. She was our Dorothy understudy, and I worked with her a lot. Mm -hmm. Tina Fabrique, I worked with a lot. Um, the group, um, that my first video was to Motown recording artist Blades. We almost lived together. Okay. And um, that was a wonderful group to work with. We went to um, Jamaica and performed it live. Um, that hit, We Almost Lived Together um, in Montego Bay. Wow. The jazz. Mm. So let me ask you this, inspiring young young dancers, artists, what advice would you give them in today's world? Work. Put in the work. There's no such thing as an overnight sensation. You have to really be skillfully trained and put in the work. 
if you love it enough, then you work hard enough. There you go. There you go. So what's up next for you? You're doing the firehouse. You're, what what next productions? Anything? I'm what's I'm scared to say, but I was <laughs> just um <laughs> offered to choreograph a a production featuring the Miami Symphony Orchestra. And using a black classical composer by the name of Primus Fountain. But I have not signed the papers yet. Okay. But we will that to you, brother. You if you want it, it's yours. <laughs> now, if you want it, it's yours. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep. That's fantastic. But my desire is I've been working with a group in Brooklyn, um, Bishop Townsley's Gospel Jubilee Singers, and I've been doing I've done every um, musical production that they've featured, and I think that we have one that might make it to Broadway. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That'll be great. Well, you let me know because I'll be there. Yes. And I'll be right there with you, going. Look look what we did, Les. Wow. Man, Man, it's so great to see you, man. It's so great to see you. Um, You're back out in Newark now? That's where you're at now? No. I'm in Harlem. Oh, you know. I'm old. I'm not traveling. <laughs> I'm not traveling. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, well, you know what? We're still here. By God's grace, we're still here. And that's, yeah. That's, that's the blessing. Right and here. thank God I can walk and do everything without you knowing that I'm my age. Right. 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 You know what? You're, you're a year older than me. I'm 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 65. So you're the young buck. Yeah, yeah, I'm still young, man. I'm still, you know. You hear him, Wiz, right? <laughs> Such a pleasure, man. I Such am. a pleasure. Man, we've yeah. been going all night. But listen, in, in, in closing, I want to say to you, man, yo, man, I love you, my brother. Yeah, you and know I, I love you. Nothing but more success, man. Teach some kids, man. Keep, keep banging that positivity, man. And we are here for you on this show, and I'm here for you personally. Anything you need, you just holler, man, you know, and I'm here. Leslie, it is my hope and desire that we find Thomas Phillips, mm-hmm. Michael Jones, and Stephen Richardson yes. so that we can document wow. our story because it's an incredible one. It really is. I remember being in Harlem, and we did a... We did a uh, a talent show, and when we were done, these little kids ran up, was running up on us as far autographs. They had never seen anything like that. We turned that place out everywhere we went. We we turned it out. So, I hear some noise and some disturbance. That's that's what that is. That's the that 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 to me after that talent show. Yeah. Beautiful. So, ladies, uh, gentlemen, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna have to sign off. Alfred, congratulations on your success. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I'm here. And thank you so much for coming on to my show, the Leslie One-on-One Show, right here on Fresh Nation Radio. And any 
events you have, flyers, anything, send them to me. Okay. We're gonna see you later. Everybody thinks froze up a little bit, but that's okay. That's my man. Yeah. All right, my Newark brother. Dance it was a pleasure. Theater. It was an honor and a pleasure meeting you, my brother. That's right. From the Newark Dance Theater in Harlem, the contact is there, Goldman, 77, at AOL.com. Mr. Alfred Goldman, choreographer, teacher, dancer. Hell of a story. Right here on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show. That's it for this episode, y'all. I want to thank my co-host, Tad Hotel. I want to thank Ray C. the Wizard. Have a good show, y'all. In the pocket. We'll see you later. Excellent. All right. All right. Good night. <laughs>